A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to the Parenting Tools podcast. My name is Jason. And my name is Jordan. This is the podcast where myself and Jason talk about our lives as dads. I was right, you know, when I said, oh no, that's Brooklyn Nine. It's the same in, the same it's, little... It's very jingle. close. Well, yeah, it might is, be very close. It is very I'm close. very confident with it. It's the same. <laughs> So, Chase, we uh, we had a New Year's episode. We did. we did. That we recorded before Christmas. So, this is the first time we're recording in 2024. Yeah, just like Jules Holland. Yeah. We recorded the episode. Same budget, everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how was, your, how was your Christmas? I think we're going to spend just as least time possible here. We had a miserable one. Did you? Everyone was ill. Oh. Like, we, as you can probably tell, listening to the last episodes as well, we were having a rough, rough few weeks leading up to Christmas. I wanted to pick up on the last few episodes. It did not get any better. So a little bit of behind the scenes. We yeah. recorded the last three episodes all in one night before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. The first episode didn't save. So we recorded four episodes in one evening. Yep. And by the time we'd finished, it was what, like half 11? Yeah. I so. <laughs> When I listen back, you can just hear. <laughs> you can just hear the tired. Like we're like, Happy New Year. <laughs> that was also off the back of like three hours sleep that I had. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. that was rough. And then Christmas was still rough. Um, Emily caught COVID. Noah caught COVID. I caught COVID. Hat trick. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just move along nicely. Move along. I had a lovely Christmas. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> I really am. It was our first time. Oh, I've not told you about this. It was our first time hosting. Hosting Christmas. Christmas. The big family. Yeah. So we had my mum and dad, uh, in-laws, uh, Leanne's grandparents. So 12 of us in total. And I set myself a very niche goal. I've, I've realised I'm quite a goal-orientated person. If I've got a goal, I'll work towards it. And yeah, my, my niche goal was... I want one person to say these are the best roast potatoes I've ever eaten. 
<laughs> you were talking about this. So, how I, I told you this? No, beforehand. I, I think uh, I? at Leanne's 30th, you were talking about your roast potatoes. I was, so yeah, so the month of December, so Leanne was 30 in December. The month of December was me practicing. <laughs> I ate more, more roast potatoes in December, I think, than I ever have. So we sat down, we're having our Christmas dinner. And I just went, what do you think of the potatoes? <laughs> you had the problem. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and Leanne's grandma, who is approaching, I want to say approaching 80, wow, said they? they were the best she's ever had. Oh, that's a lot of years of potatoes. So, <laughs> very versed in the potato uh, realm. Um, so I don't know if they said, tell Jordan. Definitely out of politeness. Yeah. Go, what's, what's, your, what's your tactic? What's your recipe? Who for your method? Knows. It all just went in. So what I, this is really boring, but what I did, <laughs> uh, I, I flavoured the oil that they then were cooked in. Oh, this is not boring. This is, inter- what? Yeah, it was, it was a TikTok recipe. You flavoured the oil? Yeah. And then I was just mixing, mixing and matching throughout December to see what worked best. Did you use the air fryer? I did. Did you use the air fryer? Kind of half and half. To crisp them? To crisp them up. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, very successful. But yeah, first time hosting Christmas. It was great. To not have to drive anywhere. Do you prefer not having to drive and cooking or driving and not having to cook? Uh, it was a nice, it was a nice change to not have to drive. Even though we did cook, it was a nice change. Because you're not clock watching. That's true. It's not like, right, well now we need to go somewhere and you feel like you're leaving maybe a little bit early. Everyone just came to us. We weren't dividing our time. Yeah. And that was just quite nice. Yeah, I think I I don't like clearing up mm. when it's your house. Everyone leaves as a mess. People help. They they do help clean up. They help. I just I hate that pressure of having to clean on the go. Mm. And I think my highlight of uh, well, I'll ask you your highlight of, of Christmas. But not. It sounds like you've got <laughs> many. I think my highlight of Christmas was Christmas Eve after we'd um, you know done all the presents and stuff, put them together. Mm. Me and Leanne just stood in the kitchen listening to old, like, 90s and naughty songs, like cheesy songs, nice. preparing all the veg for Christmas Day. And I think that was, like, my highlight of Christmas was just the two of us oh, amazing. singing, like, Will Young, <laughs> chopping um, sprouts. <laughs> so that was, that was really nice. So evergreen, is that one of them? Oh, come on now. <laughs> oh, tune, by the way. Or the Gareth Gates version. They both did one. Oh, nice. Yeah, Will Young for me, Team Will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then New Year's came and uh, we both said we weren't going to do New Year's, didn't Ooh, we? Yeah. We said we're just going to stay sleep. home. I got FOMO. Did you? Pretty bad. Yeah, I got pretty bad FOMO uh, to the point where, so our friends, Mark the Chef, that was a previous podcast guest. Yeah, Mark the Chef. Doesn't have a jingle. No, he doesn't have a jingle. But what he does do, he has a particular set of skills. Him and his <laughs> wife, Esther, can host a party. I imagine. They seem like good hosts. They are incredible hosts. And um, I was thinking, we're missing out here. So I said to Leanne, let's go. No, did you go? So <laughs> this was this was after church where we saw everyone. They were going, are you coming tonight? We were like, no. Everyone was like, no, seriously though. I was like, no, we're, we're staying home. I got really bad FOMO that we were going to miss out on New Year's Eve. So about three o'clock in the afternoon, I said to Leanne, if your mum offers to have the kids so we can go, 
let's go. She was going, look, let's just see how, see how we feel later on. Seven o'clock, I was asleep on the sofa. <laughs> Got a text off Leanne's mum saying, do you guys want to go? Happy to babysit. And I said, I've just woken up. I should probably stay home. 20 past 10, we were in bed. Lovely. And just slept through it. <laughs> and it was great. No, no regrets. Well, actually, a few, well, the FOMO hit me pretty hard. Next year, we'll be going. <laughs> but I'll just, I'll just be napping in the day. No regrets, but definitely influence in future decisions. Yeah. It was great though. It was good. What did you, so you end up staying in? Yeah. I mean, so I said we had, we didn't have a terrible Christmas. We were just miserable. Have and you got a Christmas highlight? Yeah. Yeah. Got quite a few. Like it was, it, it was good. Like, and then we'll get into like the, why it wasn't so nice in a bit. Mm. Um, but it was really nice on New Year's Eve. We started a, a tradition where we opened a present on New Year's Eve and then like doing... Is like, that a late Christmas present or is it an early New Year present? Oh, sorry. Christ Christmas Eve. Oh, Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait that long. Um, yeah, so we did that. And it, like, it, was, it was amazing like doing Christmas with my daughter. Like she mm. absolutely loved it. Great we age. bought a bike. Um, oh, she just wanted to ride around the living room. Like it was really cute. Um, but me and I were both feeling really ill. Um, still Christmas Day, went to the in-laws, all that sort of stuff. It was... Then they bought, they bought my daughter a ride on excavator. Oh, that's awesome. Like, yeah, and actually like a digger that you can mm. ride up and down yep. that plays music. <laughs> and the best part about that is that my father-in-law didn't know it was staying at his house. Oh, the look on his face. And so like, he was like buzzing. He was like, where are you <laughs> going to put it? It's not going to fit anywhere, but you've got to take it home. And then we'd all previously agreed it's staying there. So that was, that was a highlight watching his... Nice. <laughs> just... Just understand this is staying with you. <laughs> but no, it was really, really like, really nice. Um, but the next few days, like me and I were both wiped out with COVID. Mm. Like literally like bed, pineappled, oh, bedridden. Gosh. Like it was, it was bad. Like I was on real bad migraines to the point where I only stopped having like migraines the 6th of January. Like, so every day up until then I was like really ill. Mm. Um, but so New Year's, in between, I think it was in between New Year's, yeah, in between Christmas and New Year's Eve, we did like a fake second Christmas with just me, Emily and Noah. Uh, like we'd already bought loads of stuff, but it was just like, we, we didn't, we weren't able to enjoy it because we were quite ill. Yeah. So let's just do another one. When you're feeling a little bit better. Kind of. Yeah. But, so we all just went to the shopping centre, bought like £10 worth of rubbish, like wrapped it all up and it was amazing. <laughs> it was great. Um but yeah, and then New Year's Eve, staying in, like, that was the plan. I was I was determined to stay awake until, like, midnight. That Usually, like, M falls asleep before. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um, we were getting into, into bed at, like, quarter to midnight. It was just mm. too tired. And then I forgot about fireworks. <laughs> so we we're just about to go to sleep, and the fireworks woke, woke us all up. <laughs> I slept through it all. Really? Honest. Didn't hear a we, thing. We had literally our neighbours were doing fireworks. Mm. Uh, but it was nice. We all sat and I like, watched fireworks through the window. It was lovely. Lovely. And then, yeah. I think I got woken up at two and then four by the kids. Two. Oh, okay. Who <laughs> setting fireworks up yeah. at two? <laughs> Just people in. A bit delayed. Yeah. America or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. When they woke up, I thought, yeah, pretty good decision to to stay home. Yeah, when you're not getting, like, so I, I'm very tired at the moment. 
to the point of we went to like a a mix between like a farm, a butterfly. It's called a butterfly something. I want to say sanctuary, but it's like a farm. Like there's loads of other stuff. Like we'd planned this in for ages. That was like part of Noah's like Christmas present. Um, so we went to this place, which is like our first full family day together for ages. And I was so tired, I had to go sleep in the car. I, I literally at, at you, midday. Were you driving? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at midday, I literally sat in the car. Within 30 seconds, I was out. Nice. And I had a beautiful like hour and a half nap. Oh. Just in the car. Lord, I had a nap when you were driving here today. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was so bad. Like, feel very fresh. My eyes have never been like that red before, but like <laughs> all of them, it looked like I was high. All of them? All, of, all of my <laughs> But I'm still tired now. Because we talk about like time over money all the time. Mm. A new paradigm that's come into my life. Oh, hello. Is uh, money over sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So now I've been sacrificing. You've been earning. I've been trying to get some extra income on the side. Moonlighting. But instead of sacrificing family time, I've been sacrificing my sleep. For the hustle. Yeah. And it's it's, it's paying off, but <laughs> <sighs> I don't know how long I could do it for. I am wrecked. <laughs> like the other day, I was so tired. I was looking at my phone. Like I was trying to find a recipe for cookies on my phone and it just all went blurry. Mm. And I couldn't read and I was like, Em, you, you got to read this for me. Because <laughs> like, you can't read. I was like, yeah. I was, um, I was editing our last episode for some social clips. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I was so tired that I was blurry. I was looking at myself on the screen and I was blurry. <laughs> and then it, I was thinking, oh, gosh, you need to go to bed. And then it cut to you and you weren't blurry. It was the camera. <laughs> the ca- <laughs> I wasn't in focus, but I was just, I was that tired that I just assumed <laughs> just your eyes. it was my eyes. <laughs> so I heard, this is a bit grim, um, but I heard that the Americans had convinced their legal system that sleep deprivation wasn't a form of torture during like the, the Iraq like wars and stuff. So they were taking prisoners in and like they were using sleep deprivation as, as a form of torture, but they were like side skirted the law uh, from it. And I just had this like really little loophole, weird little thought of like, imagine if they caught some parents or toddlers and it's like, they've been awake for like three days. Why are they not cracking? They're parents. <laughs> They're just functioning as yeah. normal. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's been living in my brain for far too long. I'll tell you what's been living in my brain since you mentioned the butterfly farm. Oh yeah. Do you know who opened it when it opened? No. Kate Moth. <laughs> That was really dangerous. I just took a big gulp I of know. water there. I saw that, the timing of it. Um, so moving on, opening question time. We've had some opening questions. Opening questions. Coming in. And the first one is a is a serious parenting question <laughs> from Chris. Chris has been back on. Would you trade your child for £100 million? <clears throat> what are the terms of the trade? Well, I mean, you say trade, that's just selling. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Would you trade them for hundred million pounds? Yes. Would you sell them for? Oh no, <laughs> I wouldn't sell my children. Would you trade them? <laughs> like, am I trading them in the in the sense that I just don't get to see them during the hours that they would be at school? Technically, we trade them every day Oof. when we send them to school. A hundred million? Nah, I wouldn't do it. That pause. I definitely would think, no, I, I'd think about how I'd spend the money, <laughs> but I wouldn't do it. 
Take the kids here. I'll take oh, actually no, that won't work. <laughs> Go on holiday to Dubai. <laughs> no, Chris, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. We wouldn't. <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, Two hundred minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if it's if it's a couple billion, can I buy them back? <laughs> well, I th- see. This is I, I, started think, I started to think about loopholes. Do you like? T- do you take the hundred million, invest it? Make 500 million, buy them back for 250 million, then you've got 250 million spare. What if you lose it? You can't buy them back. It's a game you've got to play. <laughs> it's high risk capital. <laughs> no, obviously you wouldn't trade them for anything, would you? But um, I did have a think about what I could do to keep the 100 million and also the kids. <laughs> what, does it involve giving them someone else's child? <laughs> Don't think that's all right. That's not okay. Just some kid, the skinny kid with blonde hair and glasses. <laughs> He's mine, honest. <laughs> Look how short-sighted he is. <laughs> so yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Chris. I'm going to let you try and say this next name because I don't want to. <laughs> the, the gull, gull, gull. The good you see. <laughs> What's your attempt? Gul di Guduku. Yeah, that sounds more reasonable. Oh, you went for initials. You started saying letters. <laughs> I'm just glad I can still see it. I'm not tired. <laughs> this isn't even a question, is it, really? <laughs> so, I was thinking that the other day. Is this an answer to something? <laughs> <laughs> so Gul has said bedtime struggles. Just, yeah, I agree with you there. Bedtime does struggle. Bedtime does struggle. We had a little phase over Christmas, which we are now out of. And we say this all the time. Parenting is so many phases Mm -hmm. that come and go so quickly. Just like Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) So many phases. So many, too many phases. Um, Where our two-year-old just would not let us brush her teeth. Yeah. And over Christmas, there's more chocolate and more sweets than usual. Yeah. So we're saying, look, you've got to brush your teeth. And it was just to the point where you feel like you're being mean, like holding them down and brush, like trying to hold their mouth open, kind of wrapping yourself around them like a snake. And then just like, <laughs> she's just trying to get out and you're brushing the teeth. But you're like, look, you've had so many sweets today. And because they're out for people to have like over Christmas, yeah. Boxing Day, yeah. she'll just disappear, come back with a mouthful of sweets. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but lots last of sugar bugs. Last couple of days, just been great. It's just sorted itself out. It's just resolved mm. itself. We've had um, a very strange strange run. So before Christmas, my daughter had like pneumonia, and, like wasn't eating a lot. And then last week it flipped. Now she's eating everything. She's eating pneumonia. All, all the time till like now the biggest struggle before bedtime is I'm hungry. Like she's mm. eating loads. Yeah, we get that. And she'll, still, and she'll go downstairs and she'll eat like a full... Like a full plate of stuff. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, well, we were struggling to make her eat. So yeah, take it. Help yourself. Is it helping her sleep? I don't know. You don't, <laughs> don't think so. You're flat out here. It's, it's not helping. Well, she's still waking us up in the middle of the night. Mm. So no, it's not helping. It's not helping. <laughs> but she's recovering though. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I talk about this a lot because it happens a lot. The hospital has reset her sleeping pattern. So she's now, and like, she had a, 
like a few bad experiences this time with like bad cannulas and she was in a lot of pain certain times and it's still like haunting her at night. She's, she's back in our bed and it's like, so we're now back a few steps again. Hmm. Um, so she'll come in at, at midnight. She'll often, she'll stand at the top of the stairs at half 10 and go, mommy, daddy, come to bed. It's like, no, you could go back to bed for a bit. <laughs> hmm. But um, so she's come back into our bed um, and it's like, we're back a few steps again, but not getting much better sleep. Mm. but it's just it's how it is in fact the next question is quite interesting it's almost like a plan this go on what's your go-to tips for making it through the day after an awful night's sleep <sighs> coffee see there's 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 levels to this isn't there because one bad night's sleep it's different coping ne- mechanisms to a couple of bad nights one night you can just power through after like five nights it's like give them the phone yeah <laughs> Go over there, watch Bluey. Just leave me alone. What about at work though? What are you doing like during work? It's a break, isn't it? <laughs> monster. Mo- cans of monster. Mo- <laughs> That's what I do. Is it actually? Yeah. Just energy drinks. Yeah. 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 I don't like too much coffee, so I just pretend I'm just drinking Lucasade when it's monster. There was one day a few months ago, probably about five months ago, where at lunchtime at work, I just went and sat in the back of my car to go to sleep at lunchtime. (laughs) And I just, I couldn't quite get. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Comfortable, couldn't fall asleep and just thought, just, you saddo, just deal with it. Like, literally, I just thought, you've, you've just got to crack on. It, just get, get to the end of the day, go home and go to sleep. A nap's a nap. A nap's a nap, but it was one of those, I was feeling very sorry for myself, and I just yeah. thought... I'm going to go hide in my car and fall asleep. The problem, the problem that we have is that we've always got more stuff to do. Mm. So what even comes, if it's like a free night, we've always got stuff to do. So we usually either just avoid that stuff and watch Netflix or you're busy prepping for something else. Mm. And so you still end up going to sleep at like 11. See, I've said this a lot recently. I'm getting good at just going, do you know what? I'm off. I'm going to bed. I think I'm going to try that. Although... So- we're already past bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> it's 9.30 p.m. But this is one of those things, and I've said this before, um, the tiredness I, I just really found affected my work. And I yeah. just noticed that at work, mm. my productivity, my output, my creativity just took a huge hit after having kids. I'm not obviously blaming the kids for that, but when you're tired. Oh, yeah. It ru- it ru- like it ruins your brain function. Like. Mm. 
I definitely noticed before Christmas, like really couldn't get my head into gear, like was dropping the ball on so much stuff. And like we, like, we had a few hospital runs, like it was legit, like really difficult, um, but just not able to function. Like mm. you're just so tired that you're missing stuff. And like my spelling's bad normally, but like saying the wrong words all the time. And it's just, it's like a, it's a slippery slope of tiredness. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you can't, it doesn't reset if you have like a good eight hour sleep. Like when you've gone so like you need like a full like 12 hour sleep, mm. just recap, catch up on everything. But for us, like we weren't able to catch up and well, only really now because we're still, you're still on childcare duty because really, nothing really goes back to normal until yeah. like after the first week of January. Um, but one of the things that, <clears throat> one of the things that made it really quite difficult for us and I don't, I don't know whether I should give a little warning. One of the reasons why like Christmas was really difficult for us is yes, Noah was in hospital with like pneumonia, but when she came out, M went back in and she was six weeks pregnant at the time, but we sadly lost, lost the baby. Mm. And it was a real like whirlwind. And I know loads of people experience this and you don't really talk about it and it's not really talked about, um, but it's a, it's a very emotionally heavy, of course it is, um, like roller coaster, like in a weird way, like we were really early on. So the, the chances were really high. Like we hadn't formed like emotional attachments as much um, as you would if they were older. Um, but what made it more difficult is that, so we took M to A&E because she was in loads of pain and bleeding and they confirmed it was a miscarriage. And then we were in hospital for about 14 hours. And then just before we left, they did like another scan just before they do anything else like they want to make sure everything's gone uh, but they found a heartbeat and so we'd spent like 14 hours like trying to wrap our heads around this and then all of a sudden actually that wasn't the news mm. but it was very much like when you go home that like come back next week because this you know it's, it's pretty like tentative <clears throat> and so then a few days later we, we came back and it was the case that she had miscarried and like she was in pain the whole time and like she was in like bleeding a lot um, all the same time while Noah was still really poorly and so had M who was like quite ill and then Noah who was quite ill and none of us had slept well um, and then Noah then went back into hospital after that and so we'd gone into Christmas like when you first find out that you're pregnant like it's you don't want to get too excited in case this happens, but mm. you still can't help but get excited and like start planning how you're going to tell people. Um, and the overwhelming thing I think was for, especially for Emily was at Christmas, it was going to be like a really cool, fun secret that we had really exciting. Yeah. And like, we were getting excited for planning for the next year. And then that had all changed. And it's like, it's, it's really difficult and, as a as a guy, like I don't have any of the internal like changes or stuff or anything like that going on. So I'm sure emotionally it's very different, but I still find it really hard. Yeah. And like, so I'm a Christian. Uh, I have a faith in God. And it's like, you find yourself like bargaining. And it's like, it's really odd. Cause on one hand, I've got a beautiful three-year-old daughter who's like amazing. And I, I'm genuinely be happy if we don't have another one. Like, She's absolutely fantastic. But on the other hand, we've still got this desire that we want another child, mainly for her as well. She's yeah. got a friend. Um, and it's like, we'll still keep going and we'll still keep trying. But it's just that whole process of learning to deal with that, like expectation. I think the expectation is the hardest thing. Like as a guy, I can't speak for Emily. Um, her experience of it has been 
very different to mine. Um, but what's surprising is that when we've told people the amount of stories that you hear from other people where they've had the same experience and it is, it is really common. Um, mm. but it's not one of those that there's, there's no solution. Like there's the only way to deal with it is like just time. Like you've, you know, time you will get better about, it, you will get over it, but it's still really heavy. And so we had a lot of that stress and a lot of illness over Christmas. So we were just like absolutely shattered so New Year's Eve came and we were just like, we were thankful we weren't doing anything because we were just emotionally exhausted. Yeah. And then the thing that I find a bit trickier is that the new year is supposed to be like, let's get ready to go again. Like another new year, let's set some goals, all that sort of stuff. And we were just like, we just, we just want to go on holiday. Like yeah. we just want to avoid the world for a bit. And it's like, for anyone who's experienced or had experience like that, every single day you do feel better. Like, and it does feel more distant, but there was a really kind of low time, especially for a good solid week where we were just like, we were really happy with our life as what we were, but still just really sad. Mm. And it's really difficult to navigate times like that when you've got kids, because you've got to be upbeat for them and you've got to keep going for them. Um, and you can't just have two days in bed because someone's got to look after the kids. Yeah. And like family and friends are really helpful and like they definitely chipped in. Um, but it's just like, especially when you've got lack of sleep and you're dealing with all that sort of stuff, it's just really challenging. And I think we're not out the other side yet. So there's still stuff that has to be done at the hospital with Emily and stuff like that. But one thing that's really helped is just telling people. And so I'm sure there are people who are listening who've had experience like that and they've probably not told anyone and they've just carried a lot of that by themselves um so i don't know if it's helpful i'm not a professional in this area mm. but from my experience it's definitely helped just getting it off your chest so that's probably why our christmas has sucked a bit more than usual mm. um but you know it's it's also a reminder that you've got to take stock of what you are thankful for yeah and like like i said my my marriage and my daughter like we are really like the Christian word is blessed, like yeah. really blessed and just really happy with that. But it's just the, okay, now we've got to pick ourselves up and go back again. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, mate, well, sorry to hear it. Obviously, yeah. this isn't the first time I'm hearing it. But... <laughs> what a bomb that would be. Yeah. Gosh. But obviously, you know, it's, it's devastating to, to hear. Um, <clears throat> I remember when you phoned me and you just said, Em was pregnant. Yeah. And my heart just sunk. And in that moment as a friend, I was just so sad. Mm. So I can't even imagine what you guys were feeling. Mm. So if you don't mind, if you don't mind me asking, That's when you kind of, you hear the, the news, you know, she's miscarried. What are, you, what are you feeling in that moment? Do you know what? For me, it's a really, I think it's really strange for me because I'm usually on the other end of helping people process that news mm. and this is a really odd thing that goes through like my mind um, and this happened a similar experience happened when Noah was born one of the nurses had to tell me that she didn't have a heartbeat and the first thing that came to my mind was ah oh, you you told me that news really well <laughs> like that was really and that's the same sort of thing as ah oh, you I know that's a really difficult thing that you just had to do and you've done it really well and partly because you're in shock you're not really mm. processing stuff. 
Um, and we'd had such like a roller coaster of preparing ourselves for that news. But you're also just grieving expectations and dreams and like ideas. Mm. And you've just got to allow time to do it. Um, and so that, and, and partly because both me and Emma is like, we, whenever we go through stuff, we have, we really want to just tell people, mm. not from the sense of, oh, we're going through really hard stuff. Just because pe- I don't think people talk enough, like when they're really struggling. Um, so we, <laughs> we have a habit of just being oversharers, but out of a desire to want to just like share with people because again, from sharing like my rough story, like other people might feel they're able to actually open up a little bit. And like, I've experienced a bit of that, like just from people that I've been telling, like people are telling me stuff where they wouldn't have told me beforehand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it opens my eyes. Cause again, I've, I've like walked with people through this journey from like a third party and like some of the things that they say, I now understand better. Yeah. Oh, okay. Before I thought, how could you think that way? Now I know. Mm. And so that, in in a weird ways, comforting. Yeah, it's a good positive to take. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean about the oversharing side of things. I think a lot of times for me, if I'm ever obviously we've never gone through that. Um, but you know, when you're feeling maybe a little bit ill or you've got a headache or something. I don't want someone to feel like I'm being off with them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just want them to be like, look, there's other things at play here. I'm not feeling too well or I haven't slept well last night. So I get the desire to share what's going on from my point of view as I'm a people pleaser. I don't want people to think that I'm being off with them. Um, so I, I understand that yeah. kind of element of it. But it's, it's, it's like, it's tricky because especially in the early, early days of pregnancy, you, they tell you not really to tell anyone. Yeah. So no one, no one else knew apart from my mother-in-law found out when I was on her doorstep at one o'clock in the morning, mm. trying to get her to come back after Noah so I could take Emily to A&E. Like, like a massive shout out. She probably won't listen to this because I'm not sure she knows how. <laughs> <laughs> but like genuinely, like I don't understand how people do parenting without their parents around mm. or without a support network. Yeah. Like it's, and it's, an, it's, an, it's a step down from the single parents, but like, genuinely well done mm. like just getting through um, so that was a lifesaver but probably not the best way to tell someone <laughs> <laughs> by the way <laughs> no banging on the door at one o'clock but yeah yeah oh bless you both well hopefully yeah hopefully get to enjoy the presses again Ayo. <laughs> but yeah it's it's definitely been like a, a very weird start to the year I think usually I'm very like, I'm a very driven person, like mm. goal oriented, like like to set stupid goals that I won't achieve. Whereas, and you probably could tell it from the last episode, I just couldn't care. Mm. Couldn't care less. Like don't really have any goals for that. Um, and like that will come back around. That'd be fine. But it's just, just again, part of like just growing up, like New Year's doesn't feel like New Year's. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Onwards and upwards. That's really cliche to say it in January. <laughs> new year, new me. <laughs> new year, new me. Well, thank you, uh, Becky, for, for that question and um, everybody that did send in uh, questions today. We've got a few more for, for next episode. So we put on uh, Instagram, describe how you're feeling about 2024 using three emojis. So this that, that story kind of 
helps you understand my response. Go on. Give you, us- you text this to me like instantly, I replied. Instantly. Um, so mine was <laughs> a little death skull. Um, someone doing, putting their hands on the head. Is that what that is? Yeah. What did you uh, think yeah. it was? Just uh, maybe like ballet. <laughs> Just hands over the head. But no, hands on the head makes sense. Hands on the head. And then like a little ice cold, shivery teeth guy. Frost. Frost, that's it. Just frosty. Yeah, that's just how I felt. How would you be feeling now in emojis? Would you, would <laughs> I feel like the little smug face. Love feel that good. face. Feel good. Love that face. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I said to you earlier, I was not feeling good that day. No. Yeah. It comes and goes. <laughs> uh, my three, ding, my three emojis were the peace, peaceful. Our, our word for the year uh, for a family, we don't do this often, well, ever. But my wife said, you know what? My word for this year is peace. I'm just going to have peace going into the year. Peace with whatever's going on. I'm going to have peace. And I was like, you know what? I'll have a piece of that. (laughs) 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 My wife asked me the same thing. I think shortly after this text, you can imagine the mood I was in. She's like, what's our word for the year? And I'm like, jog on. Jog on. Leave me alone. Uh, my second emoji was a jogger, a is runner. That, is that because you want to do some running? Uh, well, so I mentioned at Ikea that I had a bad knee. Yeah. Um, so it turned out I did have a bad knee. Went to a specialist and he said, yeah. I think you might have torn a, a ligament, the ACL ligament, which if you're a... I know that well. The ACL ligament, that's ligament mm-hmm. twice, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like pin number. Um, and so if you're a sports fan, football fan, you know that's quite bad. Uh, had career ending career ending unless you work in an office or if, if it's not even started yeah. um, so I had an MRI scan and it was all clear he said there's no tear to the ACL he said you're a lucky boy uh, so I've got to do some physio and I can start running again so that's my little my next one nice. I'm going to start moving running playing football again and then my last one is the eyes the eyes emoji just looking forward looking ahead what's coming Teasing. So yeah, that's uh, that's my peace, a bit of movement, and looking ahead. That's that's a much better, well well put together response. <laughs> I'll have mine in a month. <laughs> yeah, Come, we'll circle back. Yeah. Uh, so we had some responses. Uh, I love this from Georgie. Bride emoji, baby emoji, and a love heart. So I'm guessing she's getting married, having a baby, and feeling lots of love. Yeah, go for Becky, which which is the little melt emoji. <laughs> Becky's melting. <laughs> I can feel that. Um, like the happy with tears, and happy eyes. tears, and then a star, sparkle, spark, sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice one, and it it progressively gets better. Yeah, that's like a hopeful from melting, hopeful melt, <laughs> hopeful melt. <laughs> it's like we started off wonky, but it's all right. It's like a really nice insult to someone. You hopeful melt. (laughs) Um, Karen has sent in a a chef or a baker, a mussel, and then the love heart hands. She's going to be cooking some mussels. Yeah. On Valentine's Day. Kneading that tough dough with lots of love. (laughs) Got DJ Baxter, who's on on the pod. In the mix. He's got a little sleep emoji. Man after my own heart. Uh, the laughing face that's tilted that it's a little bit unhinged yeah and it's a bit joker isn't it I accidentally used it once a couple of weeks ago 
and now it's found its way into my shortcuts. Oh yeah, most used. And so now I'm I'm sending that one instead of the normal. Uh, yeah. I bet people think I'm unhinged. I'm not for that one. I'm I'm the the normal crying laughing face. Yeah, not, I don't want the unhinged one. Not the tilted one. Yeah, but I don't know how to get rid of it out of my shortcuts, and I'm too tired not to click it. <laughs> the thumb does what it. But wants. then he's also got little praying hands. So yeah, it looks like he's laughing at his own prayer for more sleep. <laughs> Amber has got a yawning face, a uh, woman working at a laptop, and then family. So I'm guessing she's tired, working hard, family. Pink hair, don't care, 91. Good name. Solid. It's on your birth certificate. Um, <laughs> she's got zipped lips, keeping a secret there. Uh, and then a... I don't know what that is. A slanty face. The diagonal mouth. I think I can do that. I can't do that. And then the... What is that? A, a, a sweat? It's like the, the sweaty... It's like, a, it's like a nervous smile. The, the, yeah, the nervous sweaty <laughs> smile. <laughs> Who's she keeping secrets from? <laughs> She's being tortured with lack of sleep. People <laughs> without the mafias after her. <laughs> and the last one comes from uh, Chloe Grace. Uh, sleep. Also got the uh, smiley, teary eyes. And a teddy bear. Oh, they just had a newborn before Christmas <laughs> thing again. <They laughs> Every time a child is born. Uh, yeah, they just had a beautiful little baby. Yeah. Fingers crossed, future guest Chloe Grace that is. So uh, you'll hear from Chloe at some point in the future. Little eyes emoji. Little eyes emoji. There we go. <laughs> good to be back. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Let us know how you're feeling about this upcoming year. Obviously, if you have experienced uh, miscarriage or failed pregnancy before and uh, you want to get in touch with Jason M, please do at Parenting Tools Pod. Not like we'd be any help, but maybe talk to someone that might be helpful. But it's like we, we say this all the time with this pod, you know, we, we aim not to give advice, but just knowing that someone has been through the same thing as you. Shared experiences. Yeah, yeah. even if they're not offering well, any sort of resolution does help. Hmm. quite a bit but yeah we'd love to hear your messages your stories your funny bits if you're an international listener let us know where you are listening from and please do leave us a review a rating follow us on social media and all that kind of helpful supportive stuff that's a lot of things a lot of things I can't remember any of those I'm running into this year have a great week <laughs>
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.